We are officially two weeks away from the beginning of the regular season, and that means it is time for one final mock draft for this fantasy football season. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Fellas podcast. My name is Tyler Plath. I am not the usual host. I'm filling in for Lucas because Lucas is missing in action today. But don't worry, Lucas. We'll hold down the fort for you. And I am joined with some serious firepower today. I am joined with my esteemed colleague, as we like to reference to refer to each other as the one and only Christian Watson, Brees Hall hating, Aaron Jones, Jameer Gibbs loving, Gerald Everett Stan. It's my buddy, Cameron Lawrence. Cam, how are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. I, you know, it's been a crazy week. We're recording on a Saturday. It's mm-hmm. just absolutely nuts. We've got travel plans up the wazoo for all of us. And of course, it all happens right before the season starts. But we're here for an amazing mock draft. Like Tyler said, Lucas is gone today on Saturday when we record. It says birthday. So happy birthday, Lucas. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah. But that just means that we have to trash you the entire weekend and throw shots at you. So that is what we'll do. Me and Ty, like he said, we are not the normal host. So we're going to kind of throw it back and forth to each other and try and figure this thing out because (laughs) we are lost without our leader. Uh, (laughs) With that being said, I don't think we should waste any more time, Ty. And I think we should just jump right in. You good with that? Yeah, I'm good with it. After that fancy camera work that Lucas always talks about, we are ready for a mock draft today. 12 man. PPR, two running back, two wide receiver, two flex draft. I am picking from the 104. Tyler's all the way back at the 111. We didn't want to be too close to each other because we didn't want to be frustrated by the end of this draft because we're sniping each other so much. So this is what we do. I'm going to hit start, Ty, and we'll just we'll jump right in. Hopefully I get a gift here to begin. And you know what? I did. The first three guys off the draft, off the board, go Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey. And for me, this one is pretty easy. Um, for me, for me here, it's Christian McCaffrey. He is my second best um, player on my big board, just behind Justin Jefferson. So it is a smash pick. I would have taken him at the 102, 103, and obviously I'm going to take him here at the 104. Only other guy in, you know, I'm thinking about it all here is Cooper Cup, and that's just because he also has a ridiculous type ceiling. But I'm going to lean Christian McCaffrey here. So just the – the James White of football. I'm kidding. Totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> after after McCaffrey, you're ridiculous. After McCaffrey goes Bijan Robinson, Tyree Kill, Austin Eckler, CD Lamb, Cooper Cup, and Stephon Diggs. Ty, you talked about earlier that you have a specific way you want to go, and I think this might have worked out pretty well for you. Yeah. So I'm going. I I, I look at the board. Saquon Barkley is right there, and he is he is worth a first round draft pick. But my my running back that I'm actually going to go with here is Nick Chubb because I think Nick Chubb has a better chance of finishing as the running back one overall over Saquon. Both are in I, fairly similar situations in the sense that they are the lone back in their backfield. They're going to get a ton of work, a ton of volume. Um, but I, like I said, I think Nick Chubb, you avoid the injury risk that Saquon will always and forever have, right? Like I'm not going to sit here and say Saquon's going to get hurt again, but I, I, I really don't want to take a health risk 
with my first round pick like Saquon. So that's why I'm going Nick Chubb first after Nick Chubb went Saquon Barkley and Devontae Adams. And with this next pick, AJ Brown is right there. Um, and that's actually very, very intriguing because I'm a big fan of AJ Brown, but there is one player that I'm an even bigger fan of, and he's a little bit down the board, but it's Tony Pollard. And we've done mock drafts in the past where Pollard has been a late second and heck even a mid second. I'm here to tell you that Tony Pollard is well worth an early second in, in our uh, podcast episode with Andrew Erickson, of fantasy pros. He even said he's, he's worth the late first round draft capital. So Going double hero running back, and I'm not touching them until at least the seventh round, but getting two guys that I believe have running back one overall upside, I am in love with the start that I have. For sure. And then after Tony Pollard for you goes Patrick Mahomes, A.J. Brown falls um, back to the 204, Derrick Henry, Josh Allen, Jonathan Taylor, and unfortunately Amon Ra goes next. He was, for me, kind of who I was hoping would would be there for me um and obviously he doesn't when i look at the you know the second round most of the time i prefer to go a running back wide receiver in the first two rounds it just allows me then coming back to kind of go whatever direction i want for me that's a bigger bigger factor for me actually later towards where you are ty i like that but that's because i love running backs in that three four round range um and so i want to be able to have that flexibility However, here I look at the board, I see Garrett Wilson, Josh Jacobs, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Hurts, Mark Andrews, Chris Olave, Rumondre Stevenson, T. Higgins, Devonta Smith. And, and for me, it's between the first two guys I listed, Garrett Wilson and Josh Jacobs. I think I have Josh Jacobs right higher. However, I don't. I think it's getting late enough now where it's getting hard to ignore everything going on with the contract situation with Josh Jacobs. If I'm picking in the second round, even if I think he's going to be great, I, I just don't want that problem, right? I don't want to come have week one come and all of a sudden my second round pick, a guy I'm fully relying on is just not even there. So I'm going to lean Garrett Wilson. I, I haven't been taking him this early usually. However, I still think he's got a crazy upside. We saw how talented he was last year with Zach Wilson and Mike White and Joe Flacco. So I think he's going to be really good this year with um. Aaron Rodgers, so I I'm going to take Garrett Wilson. After Wilson goes Jalen Hurts, Mark Andrews, Josh Jacobs, Chris Olave, Jalen Waddle, and Ramondre Stevenson. And I'm going to be honest, I could not be happier. And the reason I couldn't be happier is because there's one guy I wanted here. Actually, there's two guys I wanted here. Now I have to make the decision. And it comes down to between Devonta Smith and Jameer Gibbs. I've talked about Jameer Gibbs a ton, right? Um, nonstop. And I, I really like Jameer Gibbs. I think he's worth the pick here. I also think Devonta Smith is worth the pick here. I think Devonta Smith possesses some upside. So it really comes down to, Ty, what direction should I go? And and before I make my pick, I actually want to ask you, okay, you're sitting here, and we won't use those two names just because I, I want to – if you have a running back and wide receiver, you like the same here. What direction are you typically going if you have one running back, one wide receiver already? I honestly would look – running well i would honestly look running back because i think there's enough value and there's not enough uh that may uh, let me say it this way there's a teardrop in running backs after this point so i'm a big fan of going running back then and and really you know getting those spots solidified on my roster but i don't think you can go wrong 
with a Devontae Smith, heck, even DK Metcalf. I don't think you can go wrong with a receiver in this spot. So um, it's a hard – I don't think it's a pick that you can necessarily miss up unless you go with a Brees Hall, right, with his situation and stuff, and it doesn't pan out. But um, I like if we're going back to your predicament, right, where you're de- deciding between Devontae Smith and Jameer Gibbs, I like Jameer Gibbs probably better just, again, with the teardrop, but – you can't go wrong with either of those two guys. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at as well. I think I'm going to lean Jameer Gibbs here. Obviously, in a full PPR, he has a much better value than he is in a half PPR because this year you are relying on that receiving work. Um, and so I, I do like him here. I got two high receiving volume running backs and Garrett Wilson. After Jameer Gibbs goes T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, Debo Samuel, Travis Etienne, Joe Burrow, and Calvin Ridley. And Ty, you are on the clock with two running backs picked already. Where are you going to go from here? Uh, I'm going to go DK Metcalf because he felt me. I like the touchdown upside that he has. And I don't, and, and you know, the, the Seahawks wide receiver room is a funny situation because everyone is cheapening the price of Tyler Lockett because of JSN. Um, but I still think DK Metcalf is still kind of the alpha in that wide receiver room. And, I will gladly take that on my team in, in the late third. Um, and then after DK, when Najee and Kenneth Walker, so then I kind of have my pick of wide receivers again between Keaton Allen and Amari Cooper. Um, I like both of them pretty much as equals. Um, <laughs> Brees Hall is there, and that's a very intriguing option. In Any thoughts fourth. on uh, taking Lamar Jackson here? Not necessarily. Um, if I had... If I had Mark Andrews, then it most definitely would be an interesting. Uh, then I would probably go Lamar Jackson, but I don't. I don't think I need to force a quarterback pick at this point. So because of that, I'm not going to go Lamar Jackson. I am going to go Keenan Allen here. I don't mind Amari Cooper, but just with Nick Chubb, um, I don't want to get too many Browns players. So I'll go Keenan Allen, uh, wide receiver one for the Chargers, and that. It's a fairly straightforward pick, in my opinion. For sure. Um, after after um, Keenan Allen with Brees Hall, George Kittle, Justin Fields, Mari Cooper, Lamar Jackson, Joe Mixon. And, of course, this is, you know, why we continue to mock draft over and over. I said, you know what? We talked about going running back earlier, and the top guy on the board is a guy that I love, and that is Aaron Jones. So I, I do think maybe, you know, the way the board fell, obviously it's hard to predict Aaron Jones fell a little bit. Um, I, for my team build, I probably would have rather gotten Devonta Smith had a more full, you know, filled out team. However, I still am going to take Aaron Jones here. He is to me, the best player on the board. And so I'm going to commit, I'm going to commit to him here after him goes Terry McLaurin, Justin Herbert, TJ Hawkinson, Damian Pierce, JK Dobbins, and Miles Sanders. And I cannot be more happy because then I do get the wide receiver that I want. And that is Jerry Judy. Um, We've talked a ton about Jerry Judy. If you watch any of our content, all we've done is praise Jerry Judy this season, especially from Lucas. Uh, he has been all over Jerry Judy. Andrew Erickson was on Jerry Judy last year and just talked about the fact he had that stretch at the end of the year that he did where he was wide receiver six. He shouldn't be going in the fifth round right now. He should be going ahead of guys like Terry McLaurin, who hasn't shown an upside like that. He should be going in the range of a DK, you know, closer to like a DK Metcalf, who was the wide receiver 16 overall. 
So I, I like the upside there. I got two younger wide receivers who I can trust. Uh, after Jerry Judy goes Trevor Lawrence, Drake London, DJ Moore, Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Hopkins, Alexander Madison. Ty, you've got an extremely balanced team right now. So are you looking best player available or do you have a certain direction you want to go? Um, th- There's not necessarily a direction that I'm wanting to go here, but Christian Watson is at the top of the board and I'm going to go with him, get another receiver. Look, I, Christian Watson is not the most attractive you know, asset to have this year, but there's something to be said for the wide receiver one on the Green Bay Packers. So it's an ugly volume kind of thing. There's no way that we see a repeat in the efficiency that we saw in touchdowns last year. But again, I'm not in a spot where I am. Oh, like super dependent on Christian Watson for production. Like I've got DK Metcalf. I've got Keenan Allen. So getting Christian Watson pretty much as a flex option is, I think an okay spot to be in with Watson. Um, James Conner. So that makes it four running backs for team 12. So that bot is having some <laughs> having some fun over there. <laughs> he's, he's risking it for the biscuit. So James Conner and then Dallas Goddard. And I'm kind of pissed because Dallas Goddard would have been my guy here because Dallas Goddard is my target at tight end this year because the guy is super involved in his offense. He was the tight end five in fantasy points per game last year when it comes to the tight ends. But I am still looking tight end. Kyle Pitts is still on the board, but I am actually going to go with Darren Waller here. Um, we <laughs> we are we are conveniently recording this episode the day after the the Giants just played the Panthers in the preseason, and the starters all played. Uh, at least one series like Daniel Jones played one series and I don't remember Darren Waller off the top of my head, but Darren Waller was used as a wide receiver in that offense. And he was hyper targeted by Daniel Jones because everyone's so paying attention to the receivers that Darren Waller was open over the middle of the field a ton. So, and, and the other thing too, I should say this, that's probably more exciting than just targets they were standing him up on the outside in, you know, 11 personnel. Again, one running back, one tight end. They would throw all the receivers on one side of the field and then put Darren Waller on an island. Mm-hmm. Forcing a corner to guard the size of Darren Waller is a nightmare for defenses. So getting that as my tight end, I I, I, I really, really like Darren Waller in the six. Yeah, I, I do just want to add on those two picks that you just made. I, I agree. I, I I don't think we can. I don't think people quite remember how dominant Darren Waller was um, two years ago when he was last healthy, right? I mean, he was challenging t- Travis Kelsey as the overall tight end one, um, and then obviously had injuries. But the dude's fast. The dude is a mismatch all over the field. And if they're not going to use him strictly at the tight end position, that just you, that just should make you happier because you want him moved around the field. You want him catching the ball. And Christian Watson, obviously, I have him very far down my um, draft board. But where you took him, where he's going in redraft compared to um, uh, best ball, you know, best ball, he's getting sometimes the end of the third, early fourth round. I mean, the ADP for me is ridiculous here. But if you're taking him as your wide receiver three, if you've got, like you do, four solid players, I think that's an okay shot. I I still wouldn't do it, but I think it's a good shot there because then it's purely upside. Because maybe he does, maybe he does. He's the exception to the rule. The efficiency sticks. It's absolutely ridiculous, right? He does have that, you know, athletic profile where he could make it happen. 
then you, I mean, then you got a league winner on your hands, right? So I, I understand that there. Um, after Darren Waller went, Chris Godwin, DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, Kyle Pitts, Tyler Lockett, and Mike Williams. Here, you know, I'm I'm looking at wide receiver. Darren Waller is the only tight end I would have taken. Tre- Trevor Lawrence was the only quarterback I would have taken. Um, Trevor Lawrence obviously went a full round ahead of ahead of this. So right now I'm looking at it. Brandon Ayuk, Marquise Brown, Christian Watson. Um, are the three guys that I'm, you know, I'm looking at right now. I like Ayuk, but I actually have Christian Watson as my highest ranked wide receiver. So I, I am going to go him here. And my thing on Christian Watson or Christian, not Christian Watson, Christian Kirk, excuse me, is I, I really love this Jaguars offense. I think they're going to be really, really good this year. So me taking Christian Kirk here again is a bet on the fact that I think this um, Jaguars offense is going to be better than the San Francisco offense. And I also think Kirk is higher up on the totem pole of, tar- you know, where targets are going to go than Ayuk is in his offense, just because Ayuk's got so many really good mouths to feed. Kirk, obviously they have a lot of mouths to feed, but not the same quite a co- same quality. Mm-hmm. After Christian Kirk went Brandon Ayuk, George Pickens, Michael Pittman, Isaiah Pacheco, Dalvin Cook, Rashad White, which – Luckily enough for me, leaves two guys, three guys now that I can make a decision again um, for again. Marquise Brown, who I mentioned earlier, Deontay Johnson, who I've been all over this whole offseason, and Jordan Addison. I I am looking at my wide receivers. I do trust them, Garrett Wilson and Jerry Judy, but I don't think they're quite they're quite as safe as you know having a um Stefan Diggs and a Cal- or Calvin Ridley or a Tyreek Hill or Devonta Smith, like some of these other teams do. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take Deontay Johnson here and just rely on the PPR upside that he's going to bring, right? He's going to get an insane amount of targets. And so just to continue bring stability to my lineup, give me three running backs, four wide receivers. After Deontay goes, Mike Evans, David Montgomery, James Cook, Evan Ingram, Javante Williams. Oh, Marquise Brown almost made it all the way back to Utah. Um, so where what do, what are you thinking now? Because like you've continued to build a very balanced team. So where, where do you go from here? Um, I was hoping for running back and literally the three that I was looking at Montgomery cook and Javante Williams all went, all went before this pick. So, um, I will still be looking running back. Um, I'm going to play the board because the team after me literally has four running backs, so they will not be taking a running back. So, um, at this point I'm going to go receiver and it comes down to two players for me. Yes. JSN is there. I have DK Metcalf. I don't really want those two mm-hmm. fighting against each other on my team. Jahan Dotson is there. I'm a big fan of Jahan Dotson this year, but there is Jordan Addison. And I, I have my questions when it comes to Jordan Addison and the role, the volume that he gets, but there is enough for him to have a role. And mm-hmm if he does step up and become the number two option in that Vikings offense for a seventh round pick in your fantasy drafts, that could be an ultimate, ultimate steal. So I will go Jordan Addison with my first pick here in the seventh and followed and and, uh, JSN and Dak Prescott followed that up. So now back on the clock again, I'm going to go running back, right? I just need to get some depth at this point. And I and AJ Dillon is right there. I don't mind AJ Dillon for for uh, for an eighth round pick. Look, he's going to get early down. He's going to get goal line work, and that's been the trend the last couple of years is that he gets 
when they get closer to the goal line, it's it becomes AJ Dillon territory. So I'm not in a spot either where I am needing AJ Dillon to be this world beater or mm-hmm. to you know punch above his weight, but I don't mind the 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 RB three role that I have him now as on my team for sure. I was a little surprised that you weren't considering quarterback there. Is that you just already have a plan in mind of where you want to go quarterback later? Is that why? Or what what was the thought process there? So I will spoil my quarterback because I'm going to have to reach on him in order to not get sniped. I'm going to go Daniel Jones. Like I've got Daniel Jones is a top 10 quarterback. I've got Darren Waller. So I get a stack with it. But um, there's a good chance that I may go to two quarterbacks with my next two picks because. I don't think you can solely rely on Daniel Jones as like your one and only quarterback in fantasy this year. For sure. And that's where I figured you were going to, especially after talking about Daniel Jones as a league winner in our last episode. But for me, I was looking at the board and I saw every team between us had a quarterback already. The guy I wanted to draft who I didn't think was going to make it back to me was still on the board. That's Deshaun Watson. But before that, we had Jahan Dotson, Brandon Cooks, Traylon Burks, Kadarius Tony, Antonio Gibson. And um, Pat Fryermuth go, and like I said, right here it was it for me is an easy pick of Deshaun Watson. He is the one of the best, you know, quarterbacks who you can get late. I, I shouldn't say one of the best. He has one of the highest ceilings out of any quarterback you can get late. Right before everything happened, he was a top five quarterback three years in a row, and so. Does he repeat that? Maybe not, but the fact that he is running as much as he is, the fact that he has many weapons around him, I do like him as a good bet in the you know end of the eighth round. And before I get to my ninth round, we are going to take a quick break and hear from our friends over at Underdog. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Now, we love Underdog. It is the easiest place to play best ball formats, and they even have their own form of player props called Pick'em. You can make up to 20 times your money on a single night by correlating props together. Two picks will triple your money, three will six times it, four will ten times it, and five plays that all hit will multiply your entry by 20. You can even place insurance on your picks too, so if only four of your five props hit, you still get ten times your entry. And if you use our code FELLOWS when signing up, Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100. And we're back. Just I, I just had to show Lucas how it's actually done. He has all these weak hands, and and you know, last time we had Andrew Erickson on, he barely even did it. And I was just like, come on, dude. So oh, come on, Lucas. When you watch, that's how you do it. That's how you come back from a commercial break. <laughs> um, we left off at me taking Deshaun Watson. After Deshaun Watson went Quinton Johnson, Brian Robinson, Tua Tagovailoa, Michael Thomas, Zay Flowers, JSN. Fell all the way back to the ninth round, which is crazy to me. Or no, that's Juju Smith. Yeah, I was gonna say Juju. I can't. Oh, (laughs) I just I just read Jay Smith, and I went, oh wow, he fell. Nope, Juju Smith Schuster makes so much more sense there. Um, (laughs) Sorry about that. JSM went all the way up in the seventh round, where he should go. He should. And so now I am on the clock. And I'm gonna be honest, Ty. We just did a commercial break. I took, a, you know, took a, took a little break. Have have been kind of talking and trying to figure out where I want to go. And I have no idea what I want to do here. Um, I could go David Njoku, and 
take the stack at tight end. However, I, I am not quite as high on Dave Njoku um, just because, and this goes back to what you talked about actually, Ty, on our earlier podcast when we talked about the Browns is, do I think the Browns are Super Bowl favorites? No, I don't. Do I think they have a ton of weapons who are all going to do pretty well? Yes, I do. So who's kind of going to be one of the more odd men out? And I think David Njoku is going to have to take a little step back from what we're predicting. You know, if Nick Chubb's going to be really good, if Mark Cooper's going to be good, if Elijah Moore's going to have a slight resurgence. I, I just don't think that they're all can be fantastic. And David Njoku's, for me, the guy that takes a little bit of a step back. I think he's going to still have some great games. And for me, I just like tight ends. I like a couple tight ends later. Talked about, you know, Tyler Higby a lot. He's one that I really like later on. So what I'm considering right here is Gabe Davis, Rashad Penny, Zach Charbonnet. Um, Khalil Herbert is on my radar. We talked about him a little bit earlier that I'm not in love with him. But I think who I'm going to go with here is actually the backup running back for the Seattle Seahawks and Zach Charbonnet. I the fact for me right now that Kenneth Walker is dealing with a groin injury, the fact that they took him in the Charbonnet in the second round again, I think he's going to factor into this offense, maybe not right away. And I don't need him right away with the three running backs that I have, but I do think he's going to factor in. I have him as a top 24 running back this season. So I, I do think he's going to be involved. And so getting him here, I'm very happy about after Charbonnet goes, Gabe Davis, David Njoku, Rogers, Kirk Cousins, Daniel or Dalton Schultz. Oh, I am struggling now with names. What the heck happened? Smash AP Ryan and Luke. Or, oh my goodness. Now oh I'm calling boy. you Lucas. This is oh ridiculous. No. Oh We're no. having a meltdown <laughs> live on camera. Um, <laughs> Tyler, it is now your pick. Where what, what are you gonna who I'm gonna stop talking? It's your pick. <laughs> Thank you. Um so I'm in a very interesting spot because I Anthony Richardson is right here and I did not expect him to make it all the way back to me um, because I was kind of expecting a guy like Kirk Cousins to be here and I would have been okay passing up on Kirk Cousins. Um, but and, golly, Anthony Richardson here, him and Daniel Jones as my quarterbacks would be really, really nice. Um, the only problem that I have though is that I I realized after I took AJ Dillon that I have Christian Watson. <laughs> so the odds that I'm actually going to make or you know have a ton of usage for for AJ Dillon in my team is pretty slim. So I'm going to build out running back depth with just one more piece, and that is Khalil Herbert. Just getting the lead back for the Bears, who I like I have talked about, I'm slowly and creeping up on because the dog is just efficient. He gets yards. He has the situation now with the offensive line better. I, I'm a big fan of Khalil Herbert in the ninth. Um, and after Khalil Herbert went to Von A-Chain and Jamal Williams, and Anthony Richardson is still there. And golly, that is Oh, that is really, really enticing. And I <clears throat> can he do it? Can he pull the trigger? Let me explain why this is difficult for me. Because um, based on my quarterback ranking, right? With the with available quarterbacks in the, the three that I'm specifically talking talking about, Anthony Richardson, Geno Smith, and Daniel Jones. Okay. 
in my quarterback rankings, I have Daniel Jones as my QB 10. I have Anthony Richardson as my QB 15, and I have Geno Smith as my quarterback 14. So am I? do I just take my guy here? Regardless of how the board is, just go get my guy. Or do I take the perceived upside that sleeper is putting out there on their on their on their big board with Anthony Richardson? Geno Smith is out of the running because I don't I don't <laughs> well actually Geno I have DK Metcalf. Oh jeez. Oh, Ty, what are you gonna do? Oh, people, this, this is the mental process that we usually run through in 30 minutes, and you're getting to see Ty go through all the emotions <laughs> right oh. now <laughs> of wow. taking a draft. And so, Ty, I, I do got to say, you know, Daniel Jones is pretty far down. Every team now has a quarterback. A couple have two. Do you think, you know, Daniel Jones isn't quite projected to make it back to you? here so do you just since that was your plan do you just go with your guy that that is kind of the direction i feel like you might need to go i i wonder i mean again i like anthony richardson and i like geno smith because of how geno smith fits into my team even though i just talked about how i wasn't really going to take him it now makes sense if i have dk metcalf but i am just going to go with my guy here like I, daniel jones is a top 10 quarterback for me like yes i know i'm going to miss out on richardson i know i'm going to miss out on geno but I, I, I'm just going to go with the guy that I think is going to have a better season out of the three. And it works with my team with the Darren Waller uh, component of my team. So I, that that's a very tough one. And one that you just have to say, I'm going to go with my guts on this one. And I will, you know, if you live by your guts, you're going to die by your guts. And that's just how fantasy football is, and I'm going to ride with Daniel Jones as my quarterback and my pick there. After Daniel Jones went Rashad Penny, Odell Beckham, Dalton Kincaid, Elijah Moore, Anthony Richardson unfortunately did not continue to slide. Cortland Sutton, and it's back to me, and man, the board gets ugly right around here. There is just no one I want. Alan Lazard, Jamison Williams, who... I understand people are like, oh, you know, there's a lot of intrigue there. Dude's been dealing with a hamstring. They've been saying he hasn't looked great in camp. He suspended six games. Like he hasn't had a he hasn't had a training camp with him. I don't want anything to do with Jameson Williams right now. Um, Jarek McKinnon, Adam Thielen, you know, he's an interesting volume play. Um, Chigakonkwo, Damian Harris, Rashad Bateman, and I actually think I'm gonna go Rashad Bateman. I still think Rashad Bateman is a super talented wide receiver. We just haven't seen him healthy yet. Zay Flowers is obviously, you know, showing up to camp. Everyone thinks he looks really good. And he could definitely be the wide receiver one. Mark Andrews is the best target. But I'm going to take Rashad Bateman here, bank it on the upside as my wide receiver five, and just hoping that he can find a role in this Baltimore offense that is going to throw the ball a lot more than I think we've seen in the past. So I am going to take Rashad Bateman here. After Bateman goes Lazard, Geno, Jamison Williams, uh, Jarek McKinnon, Adam Thielen, and Chigakonkwo. And I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm just going to grab my tight end, um, Tyler Higby, my favorite late-round tight end. Obviously, if I get sniped with him, I go with my guy, Gerald Everett. But I do prefer Tyler Higby. He is a guy who, over the last couple of years, has had 
some really high target numbers. I, if I'm not mistaken, it was either last year or the year before he had a, or two years ago when Stafford was healthy, he had a hundred targets like at, at the tight end position, you can't ask for much more. So I, I think he's going to be, you know, a very solid late round option at the tight end position after Higby, Cole Komet, Sky Moore, Darnell Mooney, Tyler Boyd, Damian Harris, Elijah Mitchell, and Ty back to you. Where, where do you go from here? Huh? Um, well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I I know my last two picks are going to be a wide receiver and a quarterback because, like I said, with Daniel Jones, as much as I like him, um, it is definitely a gamble to really have him as your only quarterback without any insurance at all. Um, and then a receiver because I still only have four, um, and the receivers are just disgusting. Um, you know. I'm, I will have to, I, I'll have to go down the board some ways to get the receiver I want. Um, but for right for this pick, I am going to go with a quarterback here. Um, I am going to go Russell. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, I like Jared Goff, but I like Russell Wilson more. Mm-hmm. I think he, he I just, think yeah, he just, he has, he has a higher ceiling than Jared Goff does. And I mean, I'll, I'll say this Jared Goff in Kirk. I mean, Jared Goff is a discount. Kirk Cousins yes. like and when I say discount I don't mean like they offer the same production and he just mm-hmm. goes later no I just mean like he's a Walmart version of Kirk Cousins yeah. um so I'll get Russell Wilson there as some quarterback insurance and uh after Russell Wilson went Greg Dulcich and Jacoby Myers and so I'm going to finish up with a wide receiver here and just looking at the receivers it's an interesting list um you know, Rasheed Rice is there, but I'm not in on Rasheed Rice on having a major role this year in that in the Chiefs offense. Um, because this is the I mean, I'm just gonna say it. it, it the hype on Rasheed Rice is very similar to the hype that everyone was having with Sky Moore and mm-hmm. the role that they could have, and look what happened with Sky Moore last year. So I'm not saying that R- Rasheed Rice is a bad player, but I'm just saying they I would not be surprised if they take their time in the development of Rasheed Rice. So I'm going to pass him. I don't mind Romeo Dobbs, but with AJ Dillon and Christian Watson, that makes zero sense for my team. I'm just going to skip the third name on that list because I'm not going to give people the fine. It's Rondale Moore. You wanted Rondale? Oh, I was ready. I was ready. I saw that name and I was like, Ooh, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> man. Yeah. I like Nico Collins. He's a little bit down the list. I like Zay Jones. Um, our friends over on under our over at Underdog Fantasy and Hayden Winks and, and the show that he does with uh Josh Norris, they were talking a ton about how this Jaguars offense, when they were going in two wide receiver sets, Zay Jones was on the field over Christian Kirk, and that is purely just because Christian Kirk is the slot wide receiver. So um not necessarily a like downgrade on christian kirk it does kind of tamp you know it 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 puts a tamper on the expectations a little bit but the guy i am going to go with here though is another giants player and just get another stack potentially is jalen hyatt okay and i'm not i don't think jalen hyatt is the wide receiver one for this team he's going to be a rotational wide receiver four um because Paris Campbell, Isaiah Hodgins, and what I will think is either Sterling Shepard or Darius Slane will be the, the starters. But Jalen Hyatt, by the end of the year, could be one of those three names. And Jalen Hyatt has a cheat code that if you play off coverage on him and he's going deep, 
your beat because he's built up speed and his speed, his top end speed is too good. And it literally happened in their game against the Panthers. He's in the slot. They're playing off coverage. And the guy just takes two steps towards the middle of the field and gets the safety to bite. And then he just hits it to the corner and he's, he's wide open. Mm -hmm. So that's a pure upside thing. And for my last pick, if this was an actual team, the odds are that Jalen Hyatt is just not going to produce the way that we expect him to or want him to. I'll just drop him for somebody else, right? Yep. Like it, it's a it's a no risk high reward pick. And I don't yeah, for Jalen Hyatt in the 13th in the 12th, I should say. It's just I, I like it with the Daniel Jones quarterback too. For sure. Uh, after Jalen Hyatt goes, Sam Laporta, Tyler Algier, Ezekiel Elliott, Devin Singletary, Rasheed Rice, Bryce Young, and then I'm going to do my take my you pick. You want of, Rondale? Oh, gosh. Yes, Rondale Moore, uh, just to grab a little more wide receiver depth. Tank Bigsby was also you know, a thought there for me. Raheem Mostert, a thought there. But I'd rather just take the wide receiver and just see, hey, you know what, maybe he I, – I, I think it'll be quicker for us to go, hey – he's really involved or he's not, or this team, you know, is going to be able to put up some sort of fantasy points or they're not. Um, and so that week one, I can drop him, grab another guy if I really need to, but that wraps up our mock draft 5.0, our last one, Tyler, you want to read us your team from the 111? Sure thing. From the 111, I went Nick Chubb and followed that up with Tony Pollard to get two solid, solid running backs. Then I went wide receivers uh, DK Metcalf and Keenan Allen then uh, grabbed Christian Watson, Darren Waller in the fifth and sixth, grabbed Jordan Addison and AJ Dillon seventh and eighth, ninth Khalil Herbert, and then into the tenth, grabbed my quarterback Daniel Jones and got some insurance with Russell Wilson in the eleventh and went high upside, no risk with Jalen Hyatt in the twelfth. For sure. From the 104, I went running back Christian McCaffrey, Garrett Wilson. Rookie Jameer Gibbs, Aaron Jones, and then I went three straight wide receivers with Jerry Judy, Christian Kirk, and Deontay Johnson. After that, I did grab my quarterback who fell to me, Deshaun Watson, Zach Charbonnet um, in the ninth, Rashad Bateman in the tenth, Tyler Higby for my tight end position, and finished out my draft with Rondale Moore. You wanted Rondale? Oh. And <laughs> I got to hit it three times in one, one episode, so I'm pretty happy about that. But... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that, that wraps it up. Obviously, leave your thoughts below. We want to hear um, what what you guys think of our teams. We know, I do want to acknowledge, we see your comments. Can we get an 8-man? Can we get a 14-man, a 10-man? Can we see some dynasty, a keeper? The reason we just stuck with 12-man, full PPR, is because for the masses that it hits, uh, it's, it's about the middle ground. It hits for the most amount of people. And so if you've got a 10 man or a 14 man, you know, you just kind of adapt slightly based off of, you know, how, how off of this draft, obviously eight and 16, and then it starts to get a little bit different, but for the most part, the overall way that we're constructing teams, our thoughts, they will apply for multiple teams. And, you know, in the future, hopefully we can start bringing in some more variety of maybe we get a keeper draft in here. Maybe we get a dynasty draft in here, but right now this is this is what you get it's great it's great it's going to help you out so we hope you enjoyed it ty you got anything to add to that if you are one of those people that likes to do an 
eight man mock or 10 man or 14 or 32, whatever it is, or even dynasty. If you want to do one of those mock drafts, sleeper has those mock drafts ready to go. And if you want to make sure you are drafting the best team possible in those mock drafts, you should get the 2023 fancy football fellas draft uh, draft guide, excuse me, which is on sale right now for 50% off. So you get 240 players, stat projected, ranked, tier ranked, all of it from all three of us. So you get a consensus rank, which is a, a lot safer than just one person saying like, I know, I think uh, I think Nick Chubb is the running back one overall. You get three different opinions on it and you get the consensus out of it. So all you need to do to get the discounted draft guide is join our chalkboard page. The link for that is in the description below. Again, if you want to dominate those mock drafts and dominate your drafts, get that draft guide. Again, link for that is in the bio. For sure. Alrighty. I don't think we have anything else to say. Thank you again for tuning in and we will see you again next week with, I think the flag plant episode. That's a big episode for us and we are so excited for that. But with all of that deuces, deuces, and we'll see you next week.